Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. Wow. I mean, just, just wow on that. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, Chuck and Julie show. The day of the verdict in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that is dominating the news. That's right. Truth straight up. I think we heard it in the courtroom in in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And who brings us? Oh, AmericaCitizenPress.com, along with Dr. Julie McCallan and Denver Synergetics. What a party Friday. I got to tell you what. (laughs) What a party Friday. Hey, so for the um, first half of the show, we're going to be talking about that. Want to get your thoughts, your analysis, your reaction. We'll talk about all of that. Um, And then come Coming up, I'm talking about uh, justice and the need for justice. We'll have America's mom. We've had her on the show before. Um, You know her, Sharana Bishop. She had her house raided, door bashed in. By your your FBI FBI agents. Not clear whether they're doing it because she's fighting for election integrity. Not clear whether they're doing it because she's a domestic terrorist fighting for parental rights. But essentially they had this very vague warrant. Anyway, she's going to be here, explain all of that. Um, because, you know, Brian Maloney had a thing that he's uh, from with um, Stop the Scalpings. He said, you know, the left knows how to channel rage and get the results they want. The right just wants to go back to their daily routine and that doesn't work anymore. And it sure doesn't. And you watch what the left, their reaction to this. Uh, it's, well, it's let just me read insanity. you a couple. This is Andrew Cuomo, who was a former attorney who general Who himself is in charge with sex assaults, by the way. You'd, yeah, think, I, you'd think he'd keep his freaking mouth shut and be supportive of people who get acquitted. But anyway. he can't. Today's verdict is a stain on the soul of America and sends a dangerous message about what and who value, whose values our justice system was designed to protect. We must stand unified in rejecting supremacist vigilantism with one voice saying, this is not who we are. Yeah. It's not who you are. And that's, that's you know, sure. let's talk about the good part first, about what to me, and if you want to weigh in, 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. If you're joining us on Zoom, you can go ahead and put your comments in the chat, set, uh, chat section, or also just go ahead and unmute yourself and just and actually go ahead and talk. And if you ever want to join us on Zoom, all you do is go to zoom.us and the meeting number, I'll give it to you twice, 209-576-423-209-576-423. Well, let me read you one more. This is from Mia Farrell, beloved Mia Farrell. Mia Farrell, oh, because she's a great legal mind. Yeah, and a great mom, too. So yeah. anyone can come to a protest, just march down the middle of the street with a massive gun and kill people. Yes, that's exactly right. That's what that trial was about. That's what that trial very, was about. Very, very pithy but accurate description <laughs> of when it went on that courtroom for 10 days. I mean... Here's what my take on it is, and it restores my faith at the very least of the people of Kenosha, Wisconsin. What the jury did, I believe, and I think we want to be careful here on this show. And 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 actually, um, Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney said the same thing. I, you know, I'm not taking this as some bigger commentary on America and politics. He said the jury found. Well, no, I disagree. I I don't think I don't think the jury. Uh, intended that, but I certainly. Oh, I think so too. But I'm talking about the jury. I yeah. think what the jury did clearly, and but this is there are I think broader. I mean, it's because of the jury's values and, and interpretations and perceptions. I hope what the jury clearly did is they rejected the prosecution's claim that on the one hand, um, you have no right to defend yourself or, or your property. You bring a gun. 
Well, and the second is that you have no right to carry a gun. And in the mere act of carrying a gun, you're now being provoking and aggressive and you have no right to use it. And then thirdly, that if you do any of these things and you're being attacked and you're on the wrong side of the political discussion, you have an obligation. What did the prosecutor say? To take take the beating, beating. to just take the beating. And And hope you survive. Right. And the jurors said uh, unequivocally, they said, no, you have a right to defend yourself and property. Carrying a gun doesn't make you automatically guilty. And, you know, and, and you have a right to, to stand your ground, basically. And, and, you know, you don't have to take a beating. And I think anyone who listened to the trial, that's clear what, what it presented. All these people who are weighing in um, are weighing in without any knowledge. I mean, it, and, and I think, though, the broader message is, and I think it all kind of ties together. I think the country is in a very different place than it was maybe a year ago after we've suffered through a year and a half of riots, not peaceful protests, but we've watched our cities burn. We've watched our state capital be, you know, be vandalized and the governor does nothing about it. Um, we've watched you know, people who are the violent protesters get away with anything. But if you go to the, you know, at the Capitol to uh, support Donald Trump, all of a sudden you're an insurrectionist and the FBI raids your house. I mean, we've watched this go on and on. We've watched the uh, police, uh, we've watched our cities crumble in crime. There was another shooting. So this week in the city of Aurora, where, by the way, thank God, Attorney General Weiser has said he's going to make them redo and and, uh, have accountability for their police department, right? Meanwhile, maybe you should let them just investigate crimes. In Aurora this week, earlier this week, six kids were shot at a park across from one Aurora High School in a drive-by shooting. And then today, two more kids were shot in the parking lot of a second Aurora High School. Now, my guess is, having covered this stuff for years, that that kind of stuff tends to be somewhat gang-related. But we're not supposed to say that anymore, mm-hmm. right? We're not, and we let people out of jail. I, I mean, people are sick and tired of it. And I, I think that, you know, the, 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 I don't know what, just the hypocrisy and the lies of the prosecution, the jurors clearly saw straight through that. Well, if, if you... Your president, uh, Joe Biden, yeah. uh, came out and said, well, it's a jury verdict and you must respect the jury's verdict. But that, that was before his staff got hold yeah. of that. So now it's while well, the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included. So he was angry about the verdict, although he acknowledged he didn't watch any of the trial. We must acknowledge the jury has spoken. I ran on the promise to bring America together, which you're doing a great job of, because I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us. I don't agree with that anymore. I mean, after watching MSNBC for a bit of this afternoon and the Hollywood well, people and everything else. Here, no, here's what I would say. Actually, there's some truth to that. What unites us, yeah, right? Us, the people yeah, of yeah. the United States is far greater than what divides us. That's why the left is working so hard to divide, to us. divide us, right? They couldn't divide that jury. Um, it was clear from the, the, you know, there were no notes about the jury was hung. They it's clear the jurors, I think they were just very methodical in going uh, I think, through I think, it. I think, I think one or two people probably you know, saw it maybe differently, um, but but uh, they seemed like a very hardworking jury. Of course, the wonderful lefties said, ah, they, it's all fake. It's, they, it's they, all racist, yeah. yeah they, they convicted I, I mean, them beginning, and they, just, and they just wanted to kind of hang out for a couple of days to take the heat off. Well, and and again, the leftists, what, what did not, what was clear there was no evidence of is one, Kyle Rittenhouse was not a militia member, wasn't a white supremacist. The FBI had his phone. They had all of his communications. He did not come come with his mother to uh, Kenosha. Actually, his father, grandfather, aunt, uncle, and best friend all lived there. That's right. And he worked there as a lifeguard. That's right. Uh, and, And the gun he bought was not illegal. Uh, he had a right to have have a gun, um, and and that's why they dismissed the gun charges. But it doesn't matter to the left; they don't care what's the truth. They really don't. No. They really well, and they're don't. turning it into a racial issue. Although there were there was absolutely no racial component. I mean, they're pretending like he shot a bunch of black people. I mean, they're saying because he was acquitted, they're saying well, he was acquitted because he was white completely ignoring any of the evidence. And like you say, they don't care. And that's something I think we on the on the right have to remember. Anymore, this is a perfect example. You can go down the, the Steele dossier, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, um, Denver Post. Anytime it snows here, more than usual, it's climate change. Anytime it doesn't snow, it's climate change. And it can't ever just be the weather, right? The bounty on, on American soldiers by Russia to prevent us from the withdrawal uh, 
uh, earlier than the precipitous Biden withdrawal from Afghanistan. They've lied and lied. Uh, we're going to have to get an entire list of every one of their phony stories. Well, and so the same thing with this. They, they don't, if you're on the left, it doesn't matter to you what the evidence in the trial was. As you said, Joe Biden acknowledged when he got on a plane, they said... Um, have you watched? Have you watched the trial? What's your thing? And he goes, well, "I haven't watched any of it." But that doesn't stop him from being angry. angered at and the it, verdict. It's yeah. kind of like hating a movie that you haven't seen and never heard of before. Um, but again, so we need to keep that in mind. The left doesn't care. They just make up a narrative. They have a, They take a situation, then they make up a story to fit their agenda. Um, and they, if they have to totally make it up, like the Steele dossier, that's okay, that's okay too. too. No if problem. they have to go ahead and twist the words to make it seem as if Kyle Rittenhouse shot Black people when he did not, that's okay with them too. And then when it's proven to be false and shown to be false, they, they don't care. All they do is double down on it, and then they try to silence you and censor you. It's interesting, you know, the GoFundMe people have now locked their Twitter account because they blocked anybody from contributing to Kyle Rittenhouse's Twitter or GoFundMe page, right? Um, because he was a white supremacist. Well, there's no evidence of that. But again, they don't care. Well, they pointed out if he was a white supremacist, the the uh, prosecution would have brought it up, and if he wasn't, they if they had any scintilla. you know if they had anything they could hang their hat on right i mean then this is from jacob if rittenhouse is allowed to sue biden then i cannot wait for discovery um (laughs) yeah well i mean there wouldn't be much joe biden it would be uh, can you imagine deposing joe biden he'd be like would you base your um, statement that he was a vigilante and um, and a white supremacist somebody told me to say that msnbc yeah joy reed called me and told me that i you know jacob you have a point there i hope kyle rittenhouse um, sues every single one of those organizations, particularly since they are continuing to call it white supremacists. Um, but, you know, let me ask you guys what you think about this. I think there's a part of me that, that's obviously outraged and disgusted by it, right? But there's another, and Chase Bank, you're right there, Jacob. There's another part of me that's like, keep it up. Just keep it up because every time you do, you lose more and more credibility. You still have people in Kenosha, Wisconsin are like, well, that's that's not what happened. No, it was (laughs) clearly self-defense, right? You have people who are, you have parents who say, well, no, my kindergartner's not a racist. And, you know, uh, in vitro baby is not a racist. And and actually men cannot have babies. And the one who's going to get his band again. From who? Well, I don't know whoever's left. <laughs> rumbles <laughs> i mean it's they they just they they say the lies and i think people and repeat them enough that but, that that, that the president think, will repeat them and and everyone else and the uh, governor of minnesota uh wisconsin rather indicated and i don't have that one in front he, of me but he said angry you know, and disappointed he's too. angry and disappointed and said those those wonderful child rapists and domestic abusers no because you remember that professor there's no such thing as a child rapist no, anymore that's, right. that's just somebody a person who's attracted, attracted to, to children yeah, not right. even minor children yeah. but but so people though are I, I mean there's a part of me i think i used to just get really frustrated about it but anymore i'm like let's hear some more i want you some more come on aoc tell us some more how kyle rittenhouse is a racist tell us some more how people need to get out there and riot um tell us some more lies things that are demonstrably not true and people are increasingly seeing it because I think every time that happens, the corporate media, which is nothing but a PR arm of the progressive left, loses, le- loses more and more influence. They become less and less significant. They become more and more of a joke, screaming louder and louder um, to themselves. And, and nobody's listening anymore. Well, it's not nobody. There's a well, big chunk of Americans listening, but it's, it's no longer a majority if you listen to the if you look at the polls these days, if you look at the ratings for Fox compared to MSNBC and CNN, uh, there's been a sea change. In fact, there's an article in Politico complaining how the left doesn't get a fair shake today from today's media, <laughs> meaning Fox isn't totally on their side all the time. Yeah. Well, and to that note, one of the things that I do want to say is a lot of the video that they showed there was shot by independent media organizations like the Daily Caller, places like that, right? I mean, if the corporate media had been there, I I have no doubt that they would have done everything they could. Right. I I mean, seriously, I know that's a harsh accusation, but, but I firmly believe that. But you've got these independent media who I think many of them are just independent, right? 
as people who were there sort of for their own thing, for their own websites, their own blogs. And they don't, some of them, I think, don't really go particularly left or right. Like the Daily Caller photographer who was on the stand, he didn't seem to have an agenda no, at all. He was just there. Hernandez did, but, but uh, and he admitted. Right, exactly. So I think the more that they scream and the more that they lie and the more that Joe Biden says, I'm the unifying president, yeah. by the way, he says many Americans, completely leaving out the fact that many Americans are thrilled with the verdict, particularly Americans who paid attention to the trial are thrilled with the verdict. So uh, I think it is a good day. Um, And, you know, thank goodness for the courage of the uh, jurors of Kenosha, Wisconsin, because I'm sure. Can you imagine what their lives must be like right now? So do you think uh, when he was reacting to the verdict, that was another uh, male, white crocodile tears? Yeah, that was just white supremacists yeah, acting yeah. there. That's what they I always mean, do. Did you guys see that when he when they were reading the verdict, um, before they were reading the verdict, there was a, an unusually lengthy time before they bring the jury in. I'm not sure what that was about. Well, my guess is to get security in order, mm-hmm. maybe. Um but but his attorney Mark Richards was he was just like this he, he looked like Joe Biden he was just he was just like this um, and you know Kyle Rittenhouse just was stoic um, although as they got to the final the, the, the they final got to the kind. fourth and fifth after after all not guilties and then right by the time they read the fifth and then one, he, he just, he just collapsed knees, I mean yeah. you could just yeah you could just see now maybe he's acting but I just I seriously oh, maybe he's acting I there's ser- zero no, chance I know he's not acting no zero he's, chance he's not he's acting. acting at all um and I think when I heard him first because they did Rosenbaum was the one who was charging him and trying to grab the gun but right. he's not the one who actually hit him or, or was had a gun pointed at him when I heard the not guilty on that one I thought it's all not guilty, right? That was one count where I thought if they were going to split it, if there was going to be a compromise, if they were going to be hung, I could kind of understand how that could be it. But when they found it was self-defense in that case, that he was not guilty in that case, I knew it was going to be. Well, you know. I'm not new, but I was pretty sure. The defense attorney will play a little clip from him in a second, but his defense said he's never been in a trial and he's been in a lot of trials that it took a jury more than 24 hours to come up with a, a verdict. <coughs> um, and, and, uh, Chuck doesn't have COVID. I don't right? have COVID. I hope. Oh. Um, and, and so, it, you know, can you imagine waiting for that jury if you're a Kyle Rittenhouse? Oh, yeah. I, you know, now he gets to go on and go on with the rest of his life. And I do hope he sues. And I would, you're the lawyer. I mean, particularly because they're continuing to say it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Does he have a, I mean, I would think that would only add to his case against all of them. Kind of like, Co- I mean, it's exactly like Nick Sandman in the Covington case. Right, right. No, I think he does. And, you know, it's a little more of a public event and, and people little more likelihood if you do it in a uh, liberal jurisdiction they'll say that's fair comment and and all that but i you know i just hope he sues biden that 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 guy well because from what i understand too i don't think not that biden would particularly have any immunity as the president but biden wasn't president when he said that he was just a citizen at that time he was running he was running for president and and clearly linked come written house to being a white supremacist and a vigilante and and, and jen sackey did that too right to say we don't support Uh and in the meantime you got people flat out calling him a white supremacist um and again, keep it coming, left. People are not buying your racist nonsense anymore. When you call everything racist, then nothing is racist. When you double down, when you call black people white supremacists, I mean, by its on its face, that whole thing starts to fall apart. When you take a case that you clearly want to have no rational debate, rational analysis, uh, you don't even want to take the, the facts or the evidence presented in the case into account and just jump to a conclusion. Like you said, a president who acknowledges he didn't watch any of the trial comes away, the president saying he is angry and disappointed and concerned, angry and concerned concerned about it. It's like, what are you angry and concerned about based on what? And that goes back to my point. They don't care. They're angry and concerned because they didn't get their way. They're openly, I think, encouraging riots by stoking the racism. Oh yeah, they clearly are. But Jacob says, Clinton was sued and settled while president. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why somebody was saying, well, he, you know, he can't sue him because he's a president. I'm like, why not? Um, well, I, I, if, if you're a president, there, you can't lie there, with people. Well, there are a lot of, a lot of 
countries in which uh, you cannot sue while they're still president mm. or premier or wherever it is. Just so you just don't have, you know, a lot of politically oriented suits against the person. Um, but if it's good enough for for uh, Trump, it's good enough for Biden to get sued. 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008 if you want to call in. Otherwise, if you're going to type your comments, you could do that or just unmute yourself. One of the things, um, here's what I understand is going on with Kyle. First, his lawyer was like, he's like, he's, he's on his way home. Well, I guarantee you Kyle Rittenhouse is not on his way home. Right. His, his home right now is staked out by a million right. different reporters. Uh, meanwhile, NBC and all the places that were stopped the jurors are continuing to stalk the jurors. The judge did, and I've, I've seen this happen in trials um, before, at the conclusion, the judge told the jurors that what he ordered the media to do was to submit writings, um, a, a request yes. for an interview that the judge would then give to the media, the judge would then give to the jurors, um, and the jurors could respond if they wanted to. Um, and he had ordered the media not to contact the jurors. Well, he said if they did, then tell them no comment or you don't want them to talk. If they keep, if they keep it up, then we'll, you know, report it back to me. Then it becomes we'll, harassment. Then yeah. I'll, I'll take, try to. I, I think probably it. technically the judge has a hard time preventing the media from contacting him, but he can get real. And particularly in my experience, again, with these national cases, I mean, these national reporters are never going to be back in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So they, they don't care if they make a judge in Kenosha mad, no, but no. they can be charged with harassment. I'd be surprised if a juror speaks out right now. I'd also be surprised if Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, they're going to they're going to offer him all kinds of money, right? If, if well, but they're going to attack him. That's a problem. But if Kyle Rittenhouse, I, he's probably not back at his house. His family spokesperson was saying, "Hey, look, he wanted to go to nursing school. He hopes to be able to do that." Um, Oh, and then Charlene, now is the time to go on the offense and sue for defamation in the kitchen sink and use the remaining good judges we have left before Soros replaces them. No, exactly, Charlene. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, I said that earlier that that Brian Maloney said that the left used the incident. They've used the uh, year that's gone by in the meantime. And now they're going to use the verdict not to say, oh, well, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we didn't have, you know, they're going to use it to stoke the outrage, to spread the lies. And and Brian Maloney from Stop the Scalpings is right. The right, we tend to say, okay, yay. And not because we all have jobs and things like that. We go back to our day. And then all of a sudden we turn around and there's another riot in the city. And you're like, where'd that come from? We can't do that anymore, Charlene. And you're right. I hope... Goodness, you know, you can't on one hand blame Kyle Rittenhouse if he's like, look, I just don't want to think about this ever again. I just want to get on with my life. Um, but thank God that Nick Sandman did sue. And yes, thank God yes. that he did get judgments from against CNN and some of yes, those other organizations. Yes. Well, he didn't get a judgment, he got a settlement. got a settlement. But that's a kind of thing I think that's going to get their attention. Now, yeah. I don't know that they'll stop it, but I think that gets their attention. And again, it, you just have to keep saying, can't get away with it. Can't get away with it because they are vicious, brutal bullies, amoral, Amoral, yeah. And if you let them, they will let us. So we also have a bite. Um, I thought the defense attorney did a good job in the news conference afterwards. He was like honest (laughs) and which is, you know, the prosecutors had no comment, which eventually said we're disappointed. We we respect the jury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Typically it's also, we're going to charge them all with felonious writing. (laughs) Usually, usually uh, the prosecutors, whatever the side is that does not win, doesn't comment. That's also although been my I, experience. Although I've seen a few cases that they did where they just got butchered. So. <laughs> but now let's play, if we can, the Kyle attorney soundbite, please. It's been a long day. It's been a long three weeks. We're very happy with the verdict. We're happy that the jury took the time, put in an incredible amount of effort. Um, there were times we doubted the case. There were times we were confident. And to say that we were relieved would be a gross misunderstatement and Kyle is not here he's on his way home he wants to get on with his life Um, he has a huge sense of relief for what the jury did to him today Um, he wishes none of this would have ever happened but as he said when he testified he did not start this 
And then, you know, there was a Slimer reporter who kept saying, well, Kyle killed two guys, two, two people. Does he feel sorry Does for he that? feel bad about that? Does he feel bad about that? And sorry he had to use the self-defense for them trying right. to kill him. Right, I mean, the fact that Somebody's trying, trying to, to kill, kill you, and you go, are you sure you shot him? Oh, I'm sorry he tried to kill me. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, what I think is one of the things, I, I know you've been critical of this defense attorney, but I liked him. They asked him, what's next for you? And he said, well, I was going to take a couple of days off, go to a Badgers game. I'm assuming that's a football game. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin mm-hmm. plays Nebraska. Okay. Oh, okay. And then he said, and I've got a trial next week. So, I mean, he's your basic Kenosha defense attorney, right? I mean, he was interesting. They asked him, I don't know if you guys caught this and then we're going to move on to Sharona Bishop here in a second, but because I think I saw her in the waiting room, but what's interesting is they asked him about his decision to put Kyle on the stand. A lot of illegal, illegal analysts. Oh, and the Greek heater. Uh, law network, the five or six we love so much, they were very critical for putting right. on the stand. But he said something interesting. He and said this, two things interesting. This, and this is where money counts. And this is why the fundraising for Kyle Rittenhouse yes, is good yes. because without money, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Yes. He said, we presented our case to two sort of fake juries. No, they're, called, they're called mock juries. Mock juries. And then in the one case, we had Kyle testify. And in the other case, we had, Kyle did not testify. And he said that it, there was a significant improvement in the juror or mock juror reaction when Kyle testified to when he did not. And then he said that in Wisconsin, yeah. if a te- defendant doesn't take the stand, you're screwed, um, which, you know, that's not the advice you get from if you got a New York lawyer who would you know follow, you know, you never put your your. Uh, defendant on the stand so i thought you know they had a you know one all he was doing trying cases and so he knows that wisconsin wants wisconsin average wisconsinite wants to see the defendant uh for his own purposes and the fact that they did two mock juries and um came out radically different so they did their homework okay yeah it it wasn't just like i don't know what do you think what do you think yeah yeah um and charlene says gotta love the people from wisconsin um okay oh and thomas i see if um sharona bishop is entering now so as soon as we see go ahead and let her in america's mom america's mom and when she gets in and has her audio connected and brings up we'll go ahead and bring her so so that's all the cow rittenhouse case i think um as always, I was right again on this. I predicted that the, ver- right. the, ver- the verdict would come in by Friday. Um, almost always jurors are like, does anyone actually really want to go through the weekend with this? But it was a- an enormous relief. I mean, when I was watching it, um, you know, you couldn't help, I think, but be moved by Kyle's emotion and the fact that here's this 17-year-old kid, um, his whole life. I mean, he was facing the rest of his life in prison if that's what happened. And so, um, I, I, you know, it, it did. It restored my faith, at least in the people of Wisconsin, restored and renewed my hatred and disgust for the lying left and their media puppets. Um, and well, We're going to have to move from justice uh, served to no justice. Uh, we've got America's mom, Sharona Bishop. Yeah, Sharona Bishop, can you hear us there? We see you. Are you yes, there? I can. Yes, I'm here. I'm going to pull over. Okay. okay. Don't, I don't, don't have my nice magnetic phone anymore. The DOJ uh, has it now. So. Oh, you know, we're going to, okay. So, okay. So justice was served. I mean, hopefully for you, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict gave you a certain amount of, okay, maybe there's justice because we're going to get into this. What happened to you this week is anything but justice. Um, I think it's obvious that Rittenhouse was not guilty of anything, you know, criminal. He defended himself. And um, so good on him. I'm glad that the judge has seen the truth in that. That's wonderful. I also would just hope your viewers know that Ghislaine Maxwell is also um, uh, up for her the same exact thing. I mean, her, her jury trial is beginning. Will it be anything like the clown show we just watched with Kyle Rittenhouse? Probably not. Will it be streamed on Facebook? Hmm, probably not because that's a real, um, an actual situation where the law, uh, where someone who, who needs to be punished, um, they'll never be punished. So I think I had a suspicion and so many did that, that um, Rittenhouse would be free and he would be found not guilty because it's just very obvious that he was defending himself. Um, you have, let me just, you have a great point, just Gazane Maxwell, that's right. I think it goes, they're doing jury selection. I think the trial starts the 29th. I mean, yeah, the, the major media, they're not going to tell us about Bill Clinton, about, you know, about all of the Jeffrey Epstein connections, Bill Gates, people like that. We're not going to hear about any of that. Well, let me ask you, so you have been fighting hard for parental rights, 
and for election integrity and mm -hmm. for your efforts, the FBI literally knocked in your door. As I understand it, when you were in the kitchen making breakfast and getting ready to homeschool your kids, why don't you tell us what happened? Yeah, it was Tuesday morning and uh, my boys were home. We were doing school. I was cooking for the week. Um, I have four kids and we, we have a, a lot of food that's got to get made. So I'm cooking and I start hearing banging on the door. And I did already, I had been made aware that the FBI had been at Clerk Peter's home that morning. And I assumed that was it. Um, I didn't know of anything else. And I had no reason to believe that they would be coming to my home. Right. Um, so uh, we hear banging on the door and I thought it was our neighbor kids or um, some friends goofing around. And I realized, no, no, that's the FBI at my door. And my little ones were there and I um, got them in their bedroom. I didn't really know what to do, to be honest with you. And I'm just going to be really um, transparent about this. I was very scared. Sure. Um, I think that all of America understands right now that the current DOJ is under this illegitimate regime. They had already threatened on October 4th to, um, they put out the mandate about those who are questioning election integrity or are confronting their school boards could be deemed as domestic terrorists. Um, I see a lot of this stuff going on with the January 6th uh, patriots who are still They've never been charged and they're still right. being held. And right. I got to tell you, all of those things literally were going through my mind when I realized they were at my door. Um, no. And now yeah. they weren't just at your door, right? Because I, I know right. the attorney general and the DA flat out lied. They, said, lying. That, that they said there was no significant force used. Well, so talk to me about- Against Tina Peters. Yeah. Against, right. So talk to me about what happened to your door and how the FBI actually got into your house. Yeah. And you, and thank you for that, Chuck. They're arguing semantics. I find it hysterical that they're putting out this statement. They're trying to get ahead of my statement, trying right. to get ahead of my story of right. the un inappropriate use of force. And quite frankly, the inappropriate use of the FBI. Um, I am a very available person. I am very transparent. You can reach me anytime. And yet this is how they came to my home banging on my door when I didn't get there fast enough for them. They took a batter ram to my door and busted it open. Um, after that, it was chaotic. My husband was there with me trying to calm them down. He's, um, you know, he's just a peacemaker. It was, and plus it was very intense in that moment. And, um, they had us come outside or pulled, grabbed my phone away from me immediately and pulled us outside and, um, went on to handcuff me and, um, they're just shouting the back or in back behind my back. Yeah. I mean, treating me like I was a full on criminal, someone they should be concerned about. Like there was going to be some Gestapo, some shootout at my home or something. Right. Um, it was insane. And it was absolutely over, um, over, overboard. One what, did, what were they, what did they, they talk to you at all? Yeah, I'm, what sure, were they looking I'm sure for? you've learned not to talk to the FBI. Yeah, I had already known. I mean, if you follow Sidney Powell, if you listen to um, General Flynn, I mean, look at this past week, the FBI came after Bannon, they came after James O'Keefe, they came after anyone involved in election integrity. There are many people who are afraid to go home right now, because this regime is weaponizing the FBI against the American citizen, yes. um, against the average person who is worried about their kids, who's worried about their vote mattering anymore. We have a regime in Colorado. You know, we've been living under this for a few years now. Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're getting battle hardened. And for me and my family, we support law enforcement 100%. Um, this was not that. This was not, hey, we're here. We got to get this warrant served. No. They came with full force. Um, they definitely, you know, they weren't there to just quickly get a job done and move on. Uh -uh. They, they went there. How, how were they dressed? How were they dressed? They were dressed in their, the FBI was in their tactical gear, except for one. One was in kind of plain clothes with his vest on. And um, I think they had their belts on. Um, I mean, they looked how you would expect. I, you know, very intimidating. I mean, there was probably eight of them and then our road was blocked off by local law enforcement. I mean, it's humiliating. I live in a small community where people, we all know each other, trust each other, work together. And they've totally jeopardized that trust on top of everything else. They, they did not they, have to do this. What were, they were, looking, were, 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 were they armed? Of course. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. yeah. 
it wasn't like it wasn't like the um, prosecuting attorney though taking out guns and <laughs> people that I can even remember. I honestly don't know. Um, it was a bit of a blur from the moment they busted the door open and I, until they handcuffed me, I just remember looking at the investigator from Mesa County, Michael Struey uh, was present and I have dealt with him before and talked with him, presented election integrity information to him. I actually initiated a briefing with him and the DA's office and the County commissioners in Mesa County. When I say I've been available, I have been wildly available, and this is they, how they chose. What, Sharona, what were they looking for? What was the search warrant for? Uh, it was for any electronics that they thought might be connected to um, what was stated in the warrant, which was um, there were four different things listed um, that they were that were federal offenses that they are saying that we may have done or, or they think was committed. And one of those is conspiracy to commit wire fraud and wire fraud is mentioned repeatedly. And um, another attorney had called me that we work with and he said, do you know what wire fraud is? And I said, yeah. no. I what's wire know. fraud? Is that like, are you like a bookie or something on the side? I mean, what's, well, this is my understanding of what wire fraud is. What wire fraud is, is it's a vague term that means yes. nothing, right. but they can seize any electronic device in your home. Right. I mean, everything I think from like your your kids Xbox or PlayStation. Right. Because yeah. you can text on that. Well, I mean, wire fraud can mean you talk on the phone. Yeah. Right. It's I so mean, they didn't say search. wire fraud related to what? Did they just wire fraud? Uh, no, I think at some point in there, there's something about, you know, I, I, I don't remember exactly what the first paragraph says, but essentially they're goofy things like that, that could be used and utilized and weaponized however they want. Right. This is not, um, this is, you know, the four warrants were served that day. Right. Three of them were done incredibly different than how they chose to come to my home. Um, I have been heavily involved in school board elections. As you know, I advocate for parents. I do not back off because we're in a time where the law is sanctioning the abuse of our kids and we're just not going to have it anymore. And so I do know for certain that our superintendent contacted the FBI where I live about six weeks ago. Um, so I do know that there was um, a conversation oh there also. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, if you wanted to send a message to a really vocal parent to shut up and back off and sit down, um, my immediate family works in law enforcement and um, this isn't good for them. Uh, this whole display, this clown show that the FBI and the district attorney, Dan Rubenstein, just did, that's not good for my family. It's not good no. for their profession. So what is Rubenstein doing? He's a Republican, got elected, I think, without opposition, was a deputy DA. Why is he part of this, this clown show? I don't know, but he's been a very willing participant. He is term limited. And I guess I just kind of have to ask myself, I mean, wow, he's he's with the big sharks right now. You know, he's got... He's got Mark Garland's DOJ working hand in hand with him, Homeland Security. I mean, he's like he's the he's the little boy that got you know picked on in school, and now all of a sudden, all the popular kids want to come play with him. Right. And I can't I can't help but think that um, he's looking for his next assignment after he's termed out. Was this a federal warrant or a state issue warrant? This was a federal judge. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Judge Gallagher in Mesa County signed off on this warrant, and um, he's a federal judge there. Okay. So, and yes, it's sealed then, right? So you can't, you can't, the whole case is sealed. So you cannot go in and look and see what the frick is the basis. I mean, there has to be somewhere there's an affidavit in support of the warrant, things like that. So you have yeah. nothing, not, and they don't have to show you that. And well, I will tell you this, um, during the course of them walking through, trampling through my home, looking at my stuff, taking pictures of every square inch of my home to know that the FBI knows where your children sleep is not comforting at all. No. I have no idea where these pictures will end up. I have no idea who will have them. We're already seeing retaliation across this nation already for people who are, are concerned about current events. Um, but at one point during the time, the investigator's jury from Mesa County, I asked him, I was sitting on the couch with my kids and he's sitting comfortably in my home, uh, uninvited. And uh, I said, what is it you think I've done? Right. And, and his response was, Mind you, this isn't on the warrant, uh, but his response is, you have contacts. What? Yeah, that's you what have, he said. Well, here's, let me ask you this. 
I guess I know you guys. I know Chuck and Julie. Yeah, look, <laughs> that's well, enough. We're gonna, that's sufficient to, listen, to get a warrant out here. Today, we'll tell you, we have been under FBI surveillance, too. So we'll go. We'll tell you about that okay. later, too. Well, let me tell you another thing with you. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. Let me speak, oh, Julie. Okay. Um, <laughs> one thing you may not know, I'm not sure if you're aware, but this comes from our contacts with the FBI. Um you were uh, told by a, an informant who came in to the FBI office that you were at a meeting with Joe Altman, where Joe Altman threatened to kill the governor, would kill the governor, and kidnap his kids, and and do other all these atrocious things. Um, and and that apparently um, was conveyed to the FBI. Um, you have got to be kidding. Who, who did you hear this from? I can't well, that's tell a conversation you. I can't later. Tell you. No, it's not, but, I can't tell you. But, but here's, it's patently, I mean, if the FBI... No, no, don't tell thought, you it's patently. No, finish, if the FBI really thought that anybody was going to be killing Jared Polis, they wouldn't be waiting months and weeks and no, weeks. You're, 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 you're and absolutely wrong, Julie. They, okay. they, they take all the, they don't well, care how, but how I mean, phony if they were concerned it is. About it, yeah. Well, yeah. no, yeah. It's, it's, it's you were in a meeting. Joe Altman told people he was going to kill the governor and yeah. then capture his children. That didn't happen. No. Okay. Well, there's a shock, Sharona, huh? Well, well wait a minute, Julie. Yeah. You take it as it's nothing. These people, no, 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 I'm saying. Take, we're taking it from people who are very in the know, very oh, in the yeah. know. Um, Interesting. And yeah. so that that kind of false fallacious thing is out there, and and so now you know that that's what that's what the FBI claims uh, is out there uh, and other things. So but that's I mean, not. A, but so I think what they're doing. You don't laugh it off, Julie, because they'll smash down our door again. These people are sick. No. These people are sick. No, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter how stupid it is, how vague it is. I, and I think and say you have contacts. What do you think that means? Who do you think that contact is? I guess Joe Altman. I mean, that's really interesting. I thought they just meant like for helping candidates get elected. Uh, well, <laughs> well, you know what, Shona? I suspect anymore. We look like you said they raid James O'Keefe, the Project Veritas yep. house, right? Yeah. They're searching for the diary that he handed over to them and didn't publish. This all happened a year ago, right? But James yeah. O'Keefe is starting to do stuff on election integrity. James O'Keefe is exposing things that people don't want exposed. You are, as Charlene and our listeners, is saying you are too effective. You are standing up for things. You're, um, you help flip nine school boards in Colorado from progressive left to conservatives where parents actually can have a say. And I think any reason is, you know, they might just have a bunch of, they might have a hat that they reach into and say, what are some reasons that we could go raid Sharona Bishop's house and knock down her door of the yeah. three of the four people who were raided? I mean, it yeah. is. It was I mean, strange, and it was brute force and it was absolutely unnecessary. There was no reason ever to come this way to me. And I would, I would really like your audience to know that no, no one has ever called me. The DA's office has never called me. The investigators have never called me. Um, the FBI has never contacted me. Um, I am aware. I was at. I, I am aware of the meeting you're referring to. I was. I was at that meeting, and it's interesting because everyone else at that meeting received a visit from the FBI except for me. They didn't come and talk to me. They didn't call me. They didn't want to follow up on the concerns that maybe they had that something was said at this meeting. And the meeting was very benign, by the way. It was intense because we're talking, you know, there's things that that people are concerned about. Um, But it was nothing like that. And I'm thinking back to that going, wow, that's really interesting because I never received a visit, a call, you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm fronting too hard. I'm not trying to answer, but I tell you what, I'm an open book and I've always been that way. I've always been very transparent and very available. And there was no reason to come into my home and do this to my family. No. Well, and again, if they had knocked on the door, I imagine you would have gone and answered. And if they said, look, we're the FBI, we have a warrant here to search your house. And and I mean, I mean, there's no need to do essentially a battering ram and break down your door. And then again, turn around basically the DA and Phil um, Weiser and then lie about it and say, no, that's not what happened at all. Um, I think, Sharona, that for a number of reasons, you 
and, and thank you for taking the flack on this from all of us parents and all of the people who care about election integrity. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, they're just trying to make an example of you. They're trying to shut you up and they're trying to say to anyone Probably else out on there. on multiple fronts. On multiple fronts. School board front is a domestic terrorist. Well, the October 4th, DOJ, you know, the, the stipulation they made was if you're questioning the election or if you are being too vocal at your school board meetings, you're going to be dubbed a domestic terrorist right. and they're going to use the full weight of the law to come against you. Right. Now, I realize they tried to backpedal from that, but I do think that's what we're seeing. I'm also aware of a couple in Texas that was thrown in jail on November 18th for speaking up at their school board meeting as well, because the board didn't like the way they were, they were, they were talking to them. There was no violence. There was nothing there, but I mean, this is, if they can do this to me, they can do it to any of you. Um, anyone, whether you are the first time speaking at your school board meeting, but you're lumped into a group, or if you're a strong conservative vocal activist, like I am, you know, we don't get paid for this stuff. We no. do it because we love our kids and we love our country and we love our state. And we realize, wow, you know, we can actually bring people together and we can connect the right people to help move us back into freedom. If we don't stop what's happening here now, we will cease to be or, or even have any hope of becoming once again a constitutional republic. Yes. This is a regime change that happened. This is an illegitimate regime. And they're going to use those FBI like they are brown shirt Gestapos. To they are brown shirt Gestapos. They want. And as you guys know, being in Colorado, we've been lawless for quite some time. So this isn't completely shocking. What's shocking is to have a Republican district attorney, Republican county commissioners and um, actively working in tandem with a socialist, progressive psychopath named Jenna Griswold. Right. 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 He's been funded by George Soros 30 different times. He contributed to her campaign. Go on, Tracer. Like this is not conspiracy. This is reality. Right. And to see these people that we've respected so much in Mesa County working hand in hand with Jenna Griswold, I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, and they want well, to tell, tell us now our, our FBI story, Julie. Oh, well, just very briefly. So years ago, folks, so, I mean, people may say, well, you know, the FBI, I'm here to tell you, no. So we were, we were doing a story at the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle, and it was a convoluted story involving a development at the Cherry Creek Chronicle, right? The, the, the Chronicle was, was interviewing people who were critical of this proposed development, right? Then what happens is all of a sudden we're getting calls from these people who were quoted in the article saying that a private but, investigator was talking to well, let me just no you have to understand why the fbi is because the the landowner and developer were all islamic now that's not why anybody was opposed to it because they didn't want an 80-story apartment house put up but they were yeah. islamic so anyway so then what happens is so just so you know how crazy and, and it from gets. iran so that the people we interviewed are saying there was a private investigator coming to talk to us, right? Well, that's harassment, and somebody complained. So the Glendale police contacted the private investigator, who, as it turned out, did not have a private investigator license, so they arrested him. Then George Brock, who was the DA, gets a letter from the FBI saying this guy was actually not a private investigator. He was an FBI agent who was- in Undercover. Fe- undercover FBI agent who was taking pictures of us outside of the Glendale Terry Creek crime office who was you know lying to people that he was interviewing to this and, day and and he was the main witness out in california and another undercover assignment on the bundy ranch i mean he, he he pretended to be a he pretended to be a documentary filmmaker there so they could uh, charge them for, for glenn greenwald at that who was at the intercept then and now on subject is a great job so i guess i'm saying is be careful i'm I mean, it can be weird and you have, you're like, what? I mean, we to this day have no idea what the FBI was actually trying to do. Well, we know what they're doing. But but with you, I guess a couple of things, because we're going to have to let you go here in a couple of seconds. Is there anything people can do to help you? Yeah. Well, you know, I was happily being very vocal in defending um, Clerk Tina Peters in Mesa County and working on a legal defense fund for her and Sandra Brown and Belinda Nisley. And because they are innocent, they have done exactly what they were supposed to do. They're incredible. I did not think I would be fighting for my life. So um, I know that there will be um, a lot of, I'm going to have to raise some money for an attorney now, I guess. So yeah, this is yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, we live, we're a pretty simple family. We live very simply. And, you know, that's not really something that we factored in was having to hire. Um, the budget, you didn't figure, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, you have your federal budget. investigation. And you have to get a new door, right? And so, well, 
we were listen we are we are amazing at repairing things i can tell you that so we repaired our door for now and uh yeah dan rubenstein owes me a door there you um, go but uh but in the meantime yes we will we are working on hiring a um, defense attorney right now and we're going to have to you know cover and protect our family and i have got to tell you just from the few short times that i've gotten to speak publicly about this people have been incredibly generous and um i really do appreciate that this is not just my fight this is not just about sharona this is about america's moms and america's dads and America's concerned citizens and your ability to continue to speak out about the things that matter to you and not have these agencies be weaponized against you. Well, this do you have not- some place people could go to make a contribution? Yes, I'm sorry. America's mom, uh, America's mom.net. Thank you. Okay. America's, that's plural, mom.net. And I, I appreciate you guys so much letting me come on and talk and um, and share this with you guys. It's it's a, a wild day here in Colorado and in America, for sure. All right. Well, well we Shimona's- admire your courage and your stalwartness and not being intimidated. You're, you're a hero for us. You're a hero for not just us, for parents across Colorado. And so thank you, Sharona. Keep, please keep in touch and let us know what we can do to help. And as we unravel this, 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 this is weaponization against you and your family. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. God bless you and happy Thanksgiving. Take All right. Care. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. All right. Thank and you. that'll kind of wrap it up for us on a, on a party Friday. Thank you to Not everybody a party Friday. on a party Friday. Well, it was party. Started out party. And, and, uh, it, it is outrageous. And then they just pathetic. that, that pathetic. they can it's do awful. that and not have to explain to her why. Right. right. They does. Right. There's a and they sealed the record so she can't even go in and find out why. I guess when she gets an attorney. And so they get can. a Republican uh, rhino uh, district attorney. They get Wayne Williams, rhino. Uh, former Secretary of State to go up there and say, I'll take care of uh, Tina Peters thing. Um, it's just, who who is more evil, the rhinos or or the fascist Democrats? I don't know. They're, they're equal because in these cases, they're joining together to hurt just average people. Right. Just average and people. it's no accident. Again, George Soros funded Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, who's yep. launching the attack. He funded Phil Weiser, the attorney general, yep. or the secretary of state, Phil yep. Weiser, the attorney general, who's who's leading the attack here. My question is, is why is Phil Weiser um, and the DA talking about this case if it's a federal warrant? I mean, there's shenanigans going on there, too. Right. And why? I, I mean, and wire fraud. I mean, what's wire fraud? I mean, as Jacob pointed out, wire fraud could be President Biden defaming you, uh, Kyle. <laughs> Rit- well, no, defaming you. Kyle Rittenhouse by, by speaking in a public airwaves. It's just this broad thing to let them go on a fishing expedition, right. just like they did with Carter Page, General Flynn. We've seen it over and over again. They just go on these fishing expeditions. So if you think you're safe, you're not. Yeah. Come on our show, though, if they get you. Yeah. If they, if they bust down your door, come on on. We'll... we'll... <laughs> Give you some support. Hey, so anyway, that's going to... No, I'm riled up. That's going <laughs> to... Poor Chucky, we're going to go upstairs and you'll be like... Ah! Um, thank you to everybody for listening. You know, it, it is important that we listen and that we hear because, you know, you, you aren't going to see Sharona Bishop telling her story on, on Channel 9. You yeah, know that. Right. She's not going to be telling uh, yeah, her story um, in the Denver Post or any of these, you know... Probably not Peter's show or no, anything else. No, she's not going to do it. So it's important that, that she have a place to go and she has people like you um, who are willing to listen to her and, and support her and support her and stand up. So thank you to all of you. Thank you to the great guys at BBS. Um, and we will party Friday commences and um, <laughs> Chuck is for the first time in a while going to the ballet. Yeah. Um, so um, I will pick up rough from school and go to McDonald's. Um, <laughs> but um, that will do it for us. Everybody have Take a care, great everybody. Weekend. Have a great weekend and great Thanksgiving.